Namaste. Satnam. Happy holidays, bitches. <laughs> Welcome back. This is episode five of A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein coming at you from New Orleans, baby. Who dat? <laughs> anyway, um, on this week's episode, I sit down and have a conversation with two of my oldest friends, Brad Gray and Jake Rawls. The two of them have their own podcast called The Regular Dude Report, which uh, you will hear multiple times throughout this podcast. If you hear a dog crying in the background, it's just my dog because he wants to play fetch. <clears throat> anyway, on this episode, I give a just a little background, by the way. Brad, Jake, and I went to First Baptist Church Deer Park together. And on this episode, we just talk about where we are now in our spiritual or not-so-spiritual pursuits. Before that, however... I was driving around my hometown, shout out to Deer Park, Texas, go deer, <laughs> and I was looking at Christmas lights the other night, everyone's yards decorated with wooden cutouts or plastic glowing scenes of Jesus in a manger. My favorite one included three wise men and a cowboy Santa down on one knee. Yeehaw. <laughs> the whole scene got me just thinking about Jesus detached from the religious context, about the story of Christmas as purely a story. What lessons are there? Whether or not you believe in Jesus as the divine son of God, the story of Christmas, of the birth of Jesus, is ultimately a story of the possibility of redemption. As far as the story goes, Jesus is sent as a sacrifice for our redemption. So the celebration of the birth of Jesus is a celebration that redemption is possible and is on the way. The possibility of redemption is a message that transcends cultures and religions. The possibility of redemption is universal, that one can turn from old patterns of behavior that are destructive to themselves and destructive to others and choose to turn to a life of love. One need not continue to live a life stuck in patterns of behavior that make you small, that hurt others, hurt yourself, and ultimately limit you and make you feel trapped. It is possible to turn from harmful patterns of behavior to behaviors that are fueled with love by a life of peace, by a life that cares for one's own health and well-being, as well as the health and well-being of others. A life with an open hand rather than a closed fist. A life of freedom. One need not subscribe to a particular belief in Jesus in order to experience redemption in their own lives. Change is possible. Even neuroscientists agree. It might not be easy to turn from destructive patterns of behavior to a new life of love and freedom, but just know that it's possible. If you believe in God, know that God is here. You are not alone. I'm here for you in heart also. And it's possible to change. This season, as the cold settles in and plants seem to die, take refuge in knowing that redemption is a possibility and is on the way. And with that, enjoy this week's podcast with two of my oldest and dearest friends, Brad Gray and Jake Ross. Okay, so here we are. Uh, we got the regular Dude Report guys. Hi. We got uh, hey. Brad Gray, That's Jake me. Rawls. That's me. Welcome. Thanks for being on my podcast in your home. Thanks yeah, for having me. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's, it's fantastic that you're in town for us to do this with you. So. Absolutely. Um, so the whole podcast is just sort of based on spirituality and 
just sort of like your basic beliefs. And we, the three of us, grew up in church together. Uh, First Baptist Church, Deer Park. Shout out. Shout, yeah. shout out to Pastor Whedon. Shout out to Pastor Dale Smith. <laughs> he was after my time, Dale oh, Smith. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I was there. Yeah, because you, you did the movie. I, I left Richie before left. the reign of, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I went with San Jacinto. San Jacinto, <laughs> if you will. So anyway, we, yes, church together. So we all grew up in church together. So uh, most people listening don't really know anything about um, our spiritual background. Um, so let's just start there. Like, what's your background in spirituality? My parents um, were raised Christian, specifically Southern Baptist, and they raised me pretty much the same way. Mm-hmm. A little less emphasis on the Southern Baptists, I think. They kind of went for more of a... Um, Especially when we made the move from First Baptist Church to Chris Ritchie's church, it was a lot less focused on Southern Baptists, which, sure. if you know anything about the subgenres of Christianity, if you will, is pretty conservative. The, right. the, the new church right. we went to was more like, a, what do you like evangelists? Well, well, there's Northern Baptists, which is different, but. Is there really a Northern well, Baptist? When, when I was in Boston last year, um, uh, it, was, it was in June, which was Gay Pride Month, right? And every Northern Baptist church that we walked by had a gigantic gay pride flag and a gigantic Black Lives Matter fl- uh, like uh, mm. banner. Yeah, that's and not you would, happening. You would not find no, that not in the First Southern Baptist, Baptist church. Yeah, yeah, the, no. yeah, the Northern Baptist congregation is way different Sounds than the Southern like Baptist. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, I, I had a couple, I had one church before First Baptist Church Deer Park, which was Bay, Bay Area Baptist Church. They would have like gospel groups come there. That's how old school this was mm. a gospel group is a group of like four guys who wear like loud suits and they sing uh you know it's just four guys singing there's usually yeah. not even backing tracks they just like harmonize it's real gospel yeah music. you know the way that god intended it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they probably all do blow um, oh absolutely blow or, each other like, yeah they blow f- off that they blow, fu- they're like, fucking somebody <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> you heard it here first uh. <laughs> So Jay, so yeah, so you grew up. Um, yeah, also same. grew up in the same tr- environment. Although I will say though, so like like my mother originally, she was raised like in a Pentecostal environment. Mm-hmm. So whenever she broke from that church when she was a teenager, I think that kind of the seeds were sowed for like kind of like almost like a rebellious like like still Christian but almost kind of re- rebellious within Christianity in a in a weird way because uh-huh. like you know for her like like she, she never really liked having long hair. So whenever she cut her hair when she was like 16, which in Pentecostalism, women are supposed to have very That's long hair. That's a big hair. no, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, I, I get the 2017 equivalent, I guess, like, I don't know what that would even be. Like, I guess, like, showing up with, like, your gay partner maybe or something. Yeah. Like, like, like that's how big of a deal it was. Yeah. So, and my, and my, whereas my father definitely grew up in the same kind of Baptist mold. Um, I mean, m- uh, my grandmother on my father's side, I mean, she was one of the original members of First Baptist Deer Park. Because oh, wow. cause my, 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 my dad because my dad was born in Deer Park. I mean, like, he lived there for 60 four years i mean OG. yeah yeah so yeah so we grew up in the same i mean grew up all going to the same church i mean brad's father was our uh our uh, sunday school t- teacher. teacher for like seventh he was and a eighth deacon. grade seventh yeah. and eighth grade he tapered off over time though like when i was real young my parents were afraid of like magic mm-hmm. like they wouldn't let me watch the smurfs because they were afraid of any yeah, magic and so they me. thought that was like demonic satanic influence right. you know anything to do with the occult and they were also afraid of any uh, syncopated rhythm well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's Satan is so, what that is. So, like, I listen to DC Talk, which anyone who knows what that is, it's like serious Christian rock. Oh mm-hmm. so and he, and he broke he, the mold. He but. was like the syncopated rhythm of DC Talk 
worms its way into your brain and makes you think about fucking and this band is, oh yeah. that's what it is it's not my animal basic yeah. like instinct it's not it's that I'm 13 and yeah. horny as shit yeah. Yeah. it's so DC singing, talks yeah. Jesus it's, freak yeah. Jesus freak <laughs> exactly yeah. it's that Christian syncopated rhythm see I, yeah. I never had that that, that strict at, at all like, like we didn't have band music or band movies like that, that wasn't off limits I mean it was for me definitely it was like you know very restricted I mean my brother was the rebellious one so I just kind of like obeyed mm-hmm. the rules but it was like yeah, Christian music, right. like, my mom would, like, listen to the music before, like, we could buy an album, you know, not really syncopated rhythm stuff, like, nothing that insane, but... Yeah, that tapered off. Like, yeah. it was more, like, parental advisory later, yeah. but... Yeah. With my parents, it was more, like, they would read the lyrics of what I would buy, and then, like, after the fact, like, figure out, like, if it was bad or not. Yeah. So, I think the most... The worst it ever got for us was, like, whenever I bought Blink-182's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and there's, like, <laughs> track three or four where it's, like... My mom, she's reading the lyrics and she's just like, it's Labor Day and my grandpa ate seven fucking hot dogs and he shit his pants. <laughs> she's like, I don't get it, but do But if you, it makes but, you but, happy. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, that was it. Like, and then that was the end of the conversation. Yeah. Here, just, here's your album back. Have fun. Oh, wow. That's funny. Whereas I think with you, like, didn't they, like, didn't they break your CDs at one point? Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I think your parents had a much more measured, logical approach to things. But also my dad used to also, I, I wouldn't, he, was, he wasn't like non-christian but he also was very like ambivalent so he did i mean he was like a rock guy like he 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 never went to church my mom did but my dad didn't a lot of people in our community were like into hunting deer hunting and so that was like the excuse for a lot of dads is that they were at the deer lease well my dad ran a home business that was his excuse but my parents no they went to church faithfully every damn week and I grew to hate church because of that. It's right. what, what's interesting is because you grew to hate it, but like I, 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 I used to. I mean, I still do. I, I viewed both of your fathers very highly because they were both like very active and like, you know, it was it was, it was very much like gender segregated. Like like you know, the men, the will, men. would lead the boys, Absolutely. women lead. You're the talking about Clint Senior. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I idolized Clint Senior for way different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> My dad was very complex. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll say that. Yeah. But, so, so yeah, it was interesting because, like, I used to love to, like, you know, when I, when, I had your, when I had your dad and then uh, it was Ren's dad, they were, they were our two uh, Sunday school teachers. And I, I, I used to love every Sunday because both of them always had something interesting to say to seventh grade Jake, eighth grade Jake. Word. Um, yeah. Which is funny because, you know, like, I, I don't know if, if we've already established, but I guess I'm the still remaining Christian of the three. But, like, I feel like a lot of lessons that your dad gave me, like, still, like, hold, like, made me the man that I am. And I think maybe too, because it wasn't like so forced on you, you know, yeah. it didn't like leave a bad taste in your mouth. Like you kind of had that right. freedom to choose for yourself. Yeah. I was, I was forced to go as a kid to Sunday school, but whenever I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade, that was when, when my mom kind of made the decision. It's like, if you want to keep going, you can, if you don't want to, I'm not going to make you. So you mentioned that you're still a Christian now. Yes. So you and Brad, so what are y'all's current spiritual practices? Oh, I'm no longer a Christian. But do you have any kind of... Like, I don't know what spiritual means. I was asking you before, like, what do you mean by spiritual and spirituality? Um, just any sort of, like, practice that, like, goes beyond the physical world. So, like, is there any sort of, like, prayer that you, like... Is there anything that you pray to? Anything that you look to to, like, center you or to give you reason or to give you purpose in life? No. No. I uh, guess not. Mm. Is that bad? No. I think when, I don't know, when I listen to your show and I, I listen to you talk about spirituality, it sounds more like self-improvement yeah. than it does like something that's 
intangible. It sounds like really, it's almost like philosophy. It sounds like to me what you're talking about, which is like learning the best way to live from people who have studied the best way to live. Right. Right. I mean, to me, and I think there's things you can draw from. I mean, to me, that's what like my, my, I'll just, maybe I'll just give a background on my own spiritual practice. I haven't even done that on this podcast. So like, you know, I grew up super conservative Christian and then started studying philosophy and started to question the logic behind a lot of the teachings and like the dogma behind Christianity. And I was like, well, if God does exist, like logically, like this God exists, like far beyond the rules and regulations that are like given to me by, you know, these men or these books that were written like, you know, Mm -hmm, thousands of years ago. Um, So I have my own spiritual practices are, I guess you could say it's something like self-improvement. It's connecting to, um, a deeper purpose, a higher purpose that's like beyond myself. I guess you could call it some sort what of like higher power. What is that? What are you tapping into though? Do you think that there's a, high, a power that's bigger than you? Do you th- Absolutely. You do. I do. I think. Yeah. I do not. I do. I mean, I think that you like. You believe in like a collective consciousness? I'm sorry. I keep stepping no, on you. I have no, a lot okay. of questions. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, I mean, I do believe in something like a collective unconsciousness. I think that our perception of reality is very limited. Like what, like three dimensions, four dimensions, like maybe like that. I think that we're all connected. I think that there does exist some sort of like higher power, a higher being that's far beyond like what we can comprehend. Like, you know, like I said, it's like the God of the Bible. I don't believe in because I think that it's limiting. And I think it does a disservice to the idea of a higher power because that thing exists beyond like a gender, like calling God he. It's like, okay, I guess you're using these certain like terms. Right. Right. I, always, I always viewed that as more of, of like a like a, like a term of the day just because we didn't have a better word for it at the time. I mean, but I, I, don't, I don't know if that's, if that's a good answer or not. I mean, because I, I, I view God as more of like a gender neutral kind of thing. Right. Like, I like mean, I, that's what it is. Yeah. Like God is not a man. Right. Like, God exists far beyond all of that. So, right. Yeah. So, so Jake, so you, you still consider yourself a Christian? Yes, I do. And, and I, I, I try to pray every day. I don't, I don't always do that. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, cause I usually do it before bed. And sometimes if it's been a long day, I'll just, you just pass out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it's like a, like open communication with God, I guess is kind of the idea. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think when, like, like when you're kids, it's almost like, it's almost like you're, it's like a wish list. It's like, oh, I want to have this in my life and this in my life and this. And, and that to me, is just, it's just really weird wish fulfillment that I don't, that I, I could never, I, that never made sense to me yeah. as a kid. Cause I felt like that, that was what would happen in church a lot as a kid, you know, it's like, so-and-so is sick. I want them to be, be better. Like I'll, she's a wish list. Yeah. Like, someone's yeah. having trouble with their work. I want them to have it be better at their job or whatever. Like, and I, and I still want those things for those people, but, mm-hmm. but there's, I mean, it's not an answering machine, you know, like, right. where you just leave like what you want in life. It's like, God's not Santa Claus, you know? Um, so what sorts of things do you pray for when you pray? Uh, you know, a lot of times it's, it's understanding, uh, like in the world. Cause like, you know, the world's, you know, just as confusing sometimes now more than ever. Sometimes mm-hmm. I feel like, and you know, or if there's ever a situation, like maybe there's a conflict, it's like, I mean, I guess, I guess this is still wish fulfillment, but it's like asking for like, you know, asking for understanding, yeah. uh, asking for a way to find like within myself, like, like a way to resolve this. Right. Like if there's an issue, cause like I, I try to have like, like a, a harmony with everyone in the world. Like even people, the people that I don't like, it's like, I still don't want to, or, or if I am like harboring hate for someone, it's almost like I'm, I'm like communicating with like, how do, how can I figure this out to where 
I don't have this hate in my heart because I know that's not what Jesus would want for me, I guess, right. so to speak. Um, well, it's also like you just don't want to carry that shit around either. Right. right? Like, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Don't you meditate? I do meditate. So I think the benefits of meditating and prayer are like very similar. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I, I, I agree. Like yeah. it's setting aside time mm-hmm. to analyze what the big problems or even what your goals are in life. And you're thinking about how am I going to achieve these things? Well, but I don't necessarily think that there's a higher power involved. It's just literally shutting out outside noise and going, what do I want? What do I want to achieve? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? I mean, meditation's a little different than prayer in that you're not really asking for anything. Like meditation mm-hmm. is about letting all of that, that go. But that's what I'm saying is some, some of it, it can I mean, be, it can, it can be. be both. It I, know, be. I understand right. that you're not asking for anything, but I think that you, it's ar- like about you arrive at the well, same right. place. And I just said like, like, you know, prayer is not meant to be all about asking stuff. Right. But, but I don't, although, I don't, I don't think that prayer is all I, about I back that up by saying either. that I ask for things. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, meditation to me is more about letting go of all of my thoughts and learning to be present and, Like meditation is about clearing out like, like, um, I've heard this analogy that imagine like a blue sky and like our thoughts are like clouds that come and go. And so we, through meditation, you learn to really not take all of those thoughts so seriously and think that like all of these thoughts hold so so much power. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, you can get hung up on like, say somebody like cuts me off in traffic or like there was, I was parallel parking and this girl thought that I hit her car when I was parking and I did not. And she like, she was so much, her energy was just so chaotic. It just like, I was feeling it and like, I couldn't seem to shake it off after the fact. And so meditation, I like sat down and I meditated and it allowed me to sort of like recenter myself and let those thoughts, like let those clouds sort of go so that I can then like have a clear mind and not be worried about all this mm-hmm. fucking garbage. Like it's about peace. Right. Like, People about who, peace. who have been really successful at it have explained it to me as like compartmentalizing, like you, you look at that one situation, like you're talking about, you go, okay. This person, you said someone hit your car? No, I was parallel parking. She so, thought that I hit her car. She thought that like, you hit her car. And then, you, okay, it, yeah. you go, okay, I'm feeling worried. I'm feeling anxious about this. Was I wrong? Yes or no? What could I have done differently? What could I have done this? And then, and then I don't you, even think about and that. And then you reach a resolution and then you just let it go away. I don't right? even analyze it. That's like, the way it's been explained to me. To I me, don't meditate though. Yeah, so I mean, I'm to talking me, out med- of my ass. A yeah, bit. meditation. Yeah. It's like you can't think your way out of thinking. Right. It's so, about not thinking. Like, yeah. And what's interesting? Well, what's the point of that then? You're just trying to be a, a fucking slug. Is it? No, pe- is that it peaceful? It is peace to have a clear yeah. mind to not be like. But I clear my mind by by going. Okay, I did the best I could in this situation. And right? then you let it I go. I didn't hit her car, and and I wasn't rude to her. There's no. So I've learned everything I can from it, and now I'm just gonna stop worrying about it. Then you well, let. Then you, then you let it go. Right? There you go. Right. Yeah. Do you find it analyze it and let it go, man? I do find it interesting that meditation has popped up separately in various cultures and religions mm-hmm. so like clearly there's something to it right yeah and I mean, scientifically yeah. i mean they give all of right. these like benefits because like, like, yeah. like meditation that that was birthed like in like an in indian buddhism and then and, and then uh meditation that, that that was birthed in like in the middle east for like islam or christianity like it's they're they're pretty similar i mean there's going to be differences but like right. the fact that that there's still some common cores that to them and they're developed separately from one another like clearly there's, there's some like benefit to it even if it's only in your head, right? Yeah. I mean, well, that it's all in your head. Like, that's what it is to me is like, you know, it's however you perceive things. Like, right. I mean, and meditation can be similar to prayer and that it's just like 
a way to bring yourself back into the moment to find peace to like focus on what really matters and not get hung up on like all the bullshit you know like i mean yeah i think a lot of times prayer can turn into just like asking like it's just like a wish list right. you know and i think that's kind of missing the whole point oh, like, absolutely yeah like that's just selfish like that's really not going deeper mm-hmm. i mean to me like spirituality like meditation prayer is about it's it's about the self it's like and and not in a selfish way but it's about like finding like i just keep saying it like just peace within yourself like that's it so i don't know it's like especially if i'm going through a hard time like um or just like on my comedy journey is where it really comes up of like comparing myself to other people or like why don't i have this or whatever it's Mm -hmm. like you know meditating or finding my own sort of like spiritual path kind of recenters me and helps me to focus on like what really matters and not get hung up on all the thoughts and all the like what if like why not this like all these questions um yeah so um yeah and like if i think a lot of people cling to spirituality or religion specifically um because they need help right i think it's joseph campbell said like the basis of every religion is just like the word help like right here we are in this world like we don't have answers like we're very limited in the way that you know we understand the world so people just have different ways of trying to understand what's going on around like uh, like john wesley the man that founded methodist church you know he would say he said that man is ultimately good but man is also ultimately depraved and Mm. within that deprivation like that's where jesus comes in or whatever right so I, I mean, I, it makes sense. Like it's like a fulfilling it like that need, I guess. Yeah. So Brad, so you're saying you don't have much of a spiritual path. So whenever you're going through a hard time or a struggle, like how do you deal with that? Um, it depends. I think the healthy way that I deal with it is is thinking about it by myself, mm-hmm. which is sort of like meditation. Yeah. Although I don't. I aspire to meditate because I think it's good to set aside time every day to do that. Or I talk with a friend about it, which often um, gets you to the answer that you want anyway. Right. Talking out loud about it with someone will, a lot of times is the same as talking to yourself, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. you'll you'll come upon the same answer. Or I just drink um, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Aim which is, that, which is like... probably not the healthiest way to deal with it. But sometimes that's... Um, like... Sometimes that's... It helps it go Sometimes away. <laughs> that's all you can do for a little while. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you're not ready to deal with that thing, and so you just numb yourself to it. You just got to make sure that you don't do that for the rest of your life. Right, and then it becomes a problem. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people, like, judge substance abuse or, like, substance use maybe as, like, okay, that's wrong. Like, you should just sit down with your feelings. It's like, no, sometimes, like, shit gets hard, and, like, you just need to, like, throw down for a minute and, like, right. have a good time. Like. I, and this goes back to, again, like I was saying about the idea of God, like, I think that God, I think God wants us to, it's so complicated. Like, I don't think God judges us for using substances. I don't think God is going to, I don't think that there's like a heaven and a hell that like, oh, if you, oh, if you misbehave this way, or like you do something that's unhealthy, then like, it's wrong. I think it's just like, you're just hurting yourself. Like you're just mm-hmm. like holding yourself back. Like, yeah, no, that's why I like alcohol. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think there's a point because there is a punishment. There is, there right. is, you know, there's that hangover consequences. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like when you, you smoke weed, you get really high. You just fall asleep. And, yeah. Right. But alcohol, there's, there's, I like the yin and yang of it. I yeah. Guess. I've always viewed it in terms of like, you how, how, morning, how is it affecting dumb. your life and those of, of, of your of people around you? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, like I don't care what, what drug people do, but, if you know if 
if drinking alcohol is affecting the way like you provide for your family right or exactly like, especially if you have like kids that are dependent on you like like, like then it becomes a problem then you you're know? hurting people right and, and then beyond just yourself you right. know so um i mean i, I don't want anyone to destroy their life with alcohol but like if you do it and it's, and it's just you by yourself i mean it's different than if it's if it's like other people that are re- reliant on you yeah but even that's still bad but 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 you know but but the person that has wine with dinner or even goes out and gets drunk at, on friday and then they uber home or whatever like 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 that's okay yeah you know? that, so I, I don't that's why i never viewed like drunkenness as necessarily like the same way that probably a lot of people within my religion do right i mean i think yeah that's a, that's the biggest problem that i have with like these particular religions are like people just ascribe their own rules and judgment onto it where I'm like, to me, spirituality, I guess is more of like a personal relationship with a higher power or God or, you know, the universe, whatever you want to call it. Like it's very personal. Everyone is different because everyone needs different things. Like everyone has different backgrounds and like worries and concerns about their lives. So it's like trying to find answers to those things for yourself rather than like worrying about like telling other people how to live their lives. It's like, how about you get your shit in order first? Like, yeah. So what unraveled Christianity for you? It was, it was, um, the idea that God was so petty as like perceived in the Bible that like God is jealous. Like, I'm, uh, yeah, a bit, that, a bit, that seems like a weak human characteristic. Uh, that does not seem like a characteristic of a exactly like something that's like being. beyond like to ascribe like these like human like mm-hmm. you know petty emotions onto something and just sorry lo- about all my ice tinkling. No, no, you're my- good. <laughs> Cheers to God. <laughs> <laughs> Here, can I get a sip of that? This Absolutely. <laughs> this is my body. This is my blood. Here, like, this is cheers to Jesus. Like <laughs> single barrel bourbon. That's good stuff. Mm. That's God right there. That's God in a bottle. <laughs> um, what the fuck were you we talking about? <laughs> like jealous God. Yeah. So like I broke down this like logical argument where I was like, okay, the Bible says that God is jealous, but then the Bible also says that God is love. And then the Bible also says that love is not jealous. So I'm like, there's a logical, right. like there's your contradiction right there. Like you can't be like right. jealous and not jealous at the same time. So I was like, and it's not even like, I didn't just immediately stop believing in God. I just was mm-hmm. like, I think we should do more justice to the idea of a higher power that goes beyond these like petty emotions. Right. Yeah. So I just uh, started to explore beyond. And it took me a while. Like there were years where I just like didn't really care, just sort of like agnostic. And then really over the past year, and I mean, I talk about psychedelics a lot, like psychedelics really have connected me and i think that that's where a lot of religions now are lacking is like not do ta- do mushrooms boo mushrooms do, do mushrooms. mushrooms jake have you ever done mushrooms? i have never done mushrooms do oh my god mushrooms. Do mushrooms. <laughs> have you ever done any kind of psychedelic no you should you definitely should it's not gonna hurt you it's not gonna hurt yeah. you like there's nothing in the bible actually what's interesting though is, is i mean sorry i didn't mean to cut you no, off you're like, good. i have been a trip sitter for people that have been on them though. i bet you're a good trip sitter like i was for a while and then apparently i was very mean to somebody and i didn't i didn't realize oh it. yeah you gotta keep it positive that's important yeah. i mean i saw recently that there's actually a lot of early depictions of jesus with like mushrooms in the background and do they exist in that time of that time frame? Absolutely. Like, I mean, these old school religions, they're all psychedelic. Like, I mean, most of these sure. like religions like have their own like ayahuasca, mushrooms, like right. peyote, like different I, forms like of that. Like supposedly yeah. like, like like Genghis Khan that, you know, he had some weird religious vision which was probably psychedelic inspired, which mm-hmm. which told him to go and kill half of Europe. So Ooh, that's not uh, a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a misfire. <laughs> um yeah, so definitely once I started to do psychedelics, like I started to 
get into just like you said, like self-improvement. And then just maybe over the past year, uh, I just gradually started meditating 10 minutes a day, every few days, like started to build it up, started to do yoga a little bit and just like, and then I started to use psychedelics for spiritual purposes and not just like have fun or not just like, you know, intellectual or like, I always feel like it's been both for me. In what way? Like, even if I take it to have fun, I always learn something whether I want to or not. Yeah. I I think um, it it brings dread and it brings joy to the surface. Which is, that's life. The human experience? Yeah. That's so beautiful to me. It brings the dread of, like, past fuck-ups. And then it brings the dread of, like, um, existential dread. Like, like everyone's going to die and everything's meaningless. And then usually I, at the end of the trip, I'm like, you know what? I'm a pretty okay guy. Like, I'm doing my best. Fuck yeah. Right? And I'm with people that I love. And so I just need to learn from this. And what, what did I learn this time? Every time it's, it's literally a trip. That's why they call it a trip. I know. I yeah. Think. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. I do think psychedelics can be helpful. It's, it's introspective. It's good for you. I think definitely there's different ways to do it. It depends on the type of experience you want to have. If you want to have a spiritual experience, then set yourself up for that. Like, sure. and that's to me, that's utilizing it, and it's like most like the best way possible. Right. And like you were saying, Brad, it's like, yeah, when you're on mushrooms or psychedelics, you will experience both of those things. But that's because like that's what life is. It's like, and I find a lot of freedom in existential dread. I find a lot of freedom in like yeah, sometimes, none, yeah, and like none of this matters. So like you reach the other yeah. side. Yeah, yeah like ex- you get beyond ex- it. None of this matters is an important realization. Absolutely. Because then you can create the life you want for yourself. So, you mean, so, you get, so nothing at all matters. Uh, in a in a in sense, some, so, in, in a some sense, term, yeah. like, yes, like a nihilistic there, kind of like there are direct consequences for your actions, but ultimately you can choose the life that you want to live, and ultimately you're gonna die. So yeah. I kind of like start creating myself almost like a fucking character. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to dress exactly the way I fucking want to dress. I'm going to exactly. do exactly. Right. I'm going to refuse to do anything that I don't want to do. Now, now that, but that sounds a little immature. You have to understand that in order to reach the goals you want to reach, there sometimes might be some unpleasantness that you have sure. to endure, but I'm not going to do anything that doesn't jive with my core goals and my core being. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to deal with your fucking bullshit anymore. I do agree with that to like, to a certain point, I guess. Yeah. Like, um, one of my, probably my favorite book of the old Testament is Ecclesiastes where King Solomon says all is vanity. And so while, and so, I mean, and if it's vain, then it doesn't matter. Right. Mm. But, but of course the end goal is like, you know, there are a few things that do matter and you know, it's God and whatnot. So basically, it's like anything that's that isn't God or isn't like extremely important, like, like your family, like everything else. It's, it's up to you to to, fi- to figure out right. like what what is and isn't like worth it. So if I so for me, that's always spoken very very closely to me because so so yeah, I do get to build the life that I want. But the, so nothing is important except for the things that are very important. Right. That's I mean, kind of what's, yeah, I think that there's something to that definitely where it's like. Because I think, okay, none of this matters, but I'm still going to be a good person. I'm going to be kind to everybody because to me, that's what matters is spreading goodness and healing. And I mean, those are messages that transcend all religions. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. it's like asking for help and trying to like be fucking happy, like trying to find some kind of purpose and spreading positivity, spreading love. Like that's a message of Jesus at its core. Like, yeah. So I just, I think that realization brought me to the, to another realization, which is that I want to help others. But also I'm talking about like self-actualization, like this Bukowski, like 
I'm the star of my own fucking movie kind mm-hmm. of thing to where it gets like... It, but do you ever think like also... Like, like if I want to be the guy who drinks whiskey on ice and fucking chain smokes cigarettes and is a badass, I can be that guy. I just have to do it. It's kind of like the AA fake it till you make it thing. Like, Absolutely. Like you, you, can, you can become the fucking hero in your own mind if you just do it. To, I mean, that's... To, and, the, and it's really empowering to me in a way, you know? That's, I mean? To me, that's spirituality in a way. It's like the fact that you can create your own reality, like the fact that you can create it for yourself is like taps into like this higher mystery of like what's going on around us, like that like nothing is set in stone and it's not... I mean, it's not... I mean, I guess you could say like it's been written out, but it's really not. Like you can create your own shit, like you know, that's freedom. Like that's important. Like God gives us freedom and you have that freedom to decide what you want. And, you know, you can like decide to spread love or you can decide to like be selfish and spread hate or whatever, you know? So, yeah. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be remembered as? I want to be remembered as a guy who worked hard and did the right thing and was nice. Yeah. And was, and was a good friend. That's it. And so, yeah. Yeah. That's that's it. That's oh, sorry, I mean like that, like in a. Yeah, like that's in a, it. Like no, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. I just I'm I'm totally fine with with that. A guy who like, a guy who gave a shit. A guy who you could count on to show up. And so and so, if you want to be that guy, you just have to act like that guy until you become that guy. So how do you act like that guy? You show the fuck up. You act nice to you people. Do that shit. And you fucking do what you say you're gonna do. That's what I try to do. I hope this doesn't sound trite to your listeners. No. To the listeners of a thousand serious moves. <laughs> That's right. Where they ring the bell at the beginning. That's I right. love Amanda's podcast already. Thank you. It's good stuff. Thank you. Um, I'm on it, so, you know. Yeah, yeah. so already. <laughs> so, Jake, who do you want to be remembered as? Oh, God, this is going to sound bad. Um, <laughs> like, I, I guess... Yeah, there's no way this is going to sound sound good, so I'm just going to say it. If, if if I die without having done something great, I will have been a disappointment. Okay. To yourself. Yeah. To yeah. How do you? What do you define as great? Something that that only I could do that no one else did. Whether that's either like a really great album or a certain thing that we do with a podcast that's great enough to where it. I mean, it it where it not necessarily becomes famous. It's not. It's not I'm not after fame. Yeah. But something that will leave a mark that after I'm dead, people can still go back on and look at and like think, think this was a great thing. It's like your uh, legacy. Yeah, I, I want to leave a legacy. Yeah, that, that's really what it comes down Beyond to. Beyond just like having children. Because one thing that's interesting to me when I think about like like the, the long future, you know, like a hundred years from now. The long future. I'm sorry. Long, future's well, 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 long, future long, future's long, dick is long, really long. Long future is, is very long, right? It's about seven but, inches. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so assuming I have kids and those kids have kids, you know, probably within 150 years, anyone that I will have ever known will be dead, right? Yeah. How do I have something that lives past even that? You want something tangible. Tangible, yeah. Yeah. Like... You could like leave a legacy of like, right. helping people, and then that helps people help people. Like, yeah, because this was years ago. Yeah, and, and, and it wants to be something that helps. Well, I want it to be something that helps people. Hopefully, right? Um, there was an, this was and it's weird how it came to this because it was years ago. It was an interview with Mark Hamill, you know, from Star Wars mm-hmm. and whatnot, and he had kind of Freepio. he had kind of come to this conclusion that like, you know, even 200, 300 years from now, like I will be studied like in film classes and like yes, and he's like that weirds me out, but I'm also very proud of that. He's like because. 
you know, hundreds of hundreds of years from now, people, no one will know me the person, but everyone will see me as Luke Skywalker still. And he's like, most people that are alive today won't be remembered, you know, fifty years from now. You know, why do you think you want to be remembered? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure. Out <laughs> I think I think every man will. Uh, yeah, every human a, probably wants like, that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. How, I guess it's just in different forms. Like, yeah, it's know. the only way that you can. Because I don't believe in an afterlife, to me, that's the only way that you can live past your life it, is mm. to be remembered. Yeah, and I think um, it, even if you're even if you're infamous, some people want to be infamous. I'd rather yeah. be remembered and, fondly. But and weirdly, maybe a small part of it comes from. I remember as a kid, I, I don't I don't think it was your dad. I think it was a different Sunday school teacher I had. But it was like like why be good when God has called you to be great? Like, <laughs> that's just cheesy. But like. no, no, but, no. As a kid, I was like. Oh, no, wow. it's, I guess it's <laughs> true, right? Like, yeah. level up, like, meet right. your potential. Like, yeah, yeah. Be, who, be all you can Go be. Go all the way, whatever, right? absolutely. Like, There's a lesson there, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess I just want to be remembered as, like, I just want to help people. Like, that's, I've realized that about myself really kind of recently, and that's part of doing this podcast is just trying to, like, help people feel better. Like, that's, I guess that's what spirituality is to me, is, like, make people fucking happy. Like, make them feel less alone in the world. Like, because you can people who aren't who don't like subscribe to a particular religion or have a particular like spiritual practice like can sometimes get stuck in that like it's like too nihilistic too existentialist like none of this matters but like the negative side of it and it's like you know you I want to like show people that like you can actually like be happy and have a good flourishing life and spread goodness and positivity that like doesn't have to be bound to like a particular belief. I think it's your duty as a non-religious person to demonstrate that. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of like, I've heard a lot of Christians say stuff like, Oh, you know, atheists are just like bad people. Or there's that like assumption that like, if you don't believe in God, then you're just like a baby killer, you know? It's like, or it's not even like you don't believe in God, but like you don't believe what we believe. Therefore, you're like, you're wrong. Like you're bad. I just find a lot of fulfillment in being um, a mirror, for lack of a better term, for like showing other people how great they are and, and building other people up. That's one of the reasons I like having a podcast and having local comics on is showcasing how great I think these people are who are very small in the scope of comedy and the scope of the world. Mm-hmm. But I think they're very great and they're interesting people. Yeah. I think ordinary people can be great. Um and I, I think that that's a good feeling to just to just tell someone else I give a fuck about you is a powerful thing. That's like that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's like, you know, you could try to like witness to somebody and be like, just believe in Jesus. And then it's like, say this prayer and I'm done with you and you're going to heaven. That's why I hate Christianity. Well, not hate. That's a that's, strong, that's a rough word. Yeah. yeah I just like Christianity because yeah. it's, it's a lot about submitting and, and saying that you're not worthy. And yeah. I don't think that's true. Heaven or well, hell, right. Because right it's, right it's all about you. Like you have to serve someone, right? Like that's, that's the kind of the Christian, the Christian way. Right. Yeah. Jake, you seem like a cool Christian though. Like how are you so cool? Like, I don't think, why don't you hate gay people? <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> I, I, I don't think that I'm actually that, that's much of a, mi- of a minority. Honestly, I, 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 yeah. th- I do think that a lot of it's just a very, very vocal minority. I, I absolutely. I mean, like... like, so the Westboro Baptist church, they get, airplay all the time right yeah they have less than 50 members like fuck yeah like, think about how much how much airtime they get for the amount of members they have you mm-hmm. know like it's I mean, and of course i mean there's plenty of homophobic christians out there i mean of course. they're especially here in the south i mean they're everywhere right but yeah i don't i don't think i'm that much of a, mi- of a minority like especially as you get to younger generations um you know and and maybe that that's what some of it is you know because 
during the 1800s, like, I'm a big fan of history, right? And like during the 1800s, a lot, a lot of Christians in the South, they would use Christianity to defend like slavery and stuff. Like, like you know, right. whereas like then like younger generations in the South would be, would be like, no, that's, right. this is, that's not what the Bible says. And, and I think we're having that same moment, but with like the LGBT, LGBT community, you mm-hmm. know? Whereas, like, that's where Jesus, Jesus would be hanging out with yeah, the gays. Like, right. we know that. Like, yeah. that's, to me, was always a contradiction right, exactly. when I was a Christian. Like, was like, that's who I mean, Jesus was hanging out with. He was like, hanging out with prostitutes and... Exactly. Like, yeah. like, and I, like, don't, I don't even think most, most Christians will just say that they're against gay marriage because they feel like they have to. I think a lot of people who meet and interact with people who are different than them don't harbor those feelings of hatred towards other people. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I really think that there's a lot more good in the world than people think there is. Right. Especially in the great state of Texas. Yeah, everyone right. thinks that yeah. we're just fucking backwards, I mean, as hillbilly, much, homophobe, racist. As much hate racist. as you think there might be in the world, we're also living the safest time in human history. True. For real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I was a Christian, like, when I was kind of, like, on my way out from that, I would go to Ecclesia, which is, like, right. you know, the hippie that's, church. That's the cool or, church. Yeah, like, yeah. Cool... What was it called? Ecclesia. Guess... Tell me about that. I never went to this church. Yeah, it's down, it's in Houston, downtown, yeah. like, yeah, um, it was, like, the cool hippie church, where it was, like, it's more about community, you know, these, like, essential messages of Christianity that goes right. beyond, like, the dogma. Yeah. Like, some people get and, really get stuck on the rules, right. but some people... But it's like there is this whole movement, right? Like, and, and a lot of those rules are just completely fucking made up. Like they're like, arbitrary and they're yeah. like patriarchal. Because I, I think when you actually boil down to, to Jesus' message, a lot of it goes against what like a lot of church leaders in our country are saying. You know, so absolutely. It, I mean, Jesus' whole message was just like love. Like right. that's it. Like so, it's like the opposite of judgment, the opposite right. of rules. Like Jesus was anti-establishment. Exactly. So yeah, yeah it's crazy that, they... and I'm not, and I'm not even anti-establishment necessarily, but like, you but heard yeah. it here first. Jake is anti-establishment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this has gone very seriously so far. I thought that we'd be making dick jokes by now. If we can make dick jokes, yeah. uh, how big do you think Jesus' dick was? <laughs> it's fucking huge. Well, like, it, we know he was well, circumcised. Like, no, but I was made in his image, so it must be pretty average. <laughs> well, he wasn't white, so... <laughs> you sure? All the pictures oh, I saw, he was white. Oh, wait, fuck. Jesus was white. You heard it here first. <laughs> I mean, well, I thought the whole point of Jesus was that, like, he... Like, as Jesus the man kind of had, like, he, like, he was going to have an average job, an average position, an average lot in life. So I think it goes to show he'd probably have an average size. Average dick. Average dick. You heard it here first. But Jesus but he never, but dick. like, you know, but he probably never used it. So. Jesus would drive a Honda Civic, I feel like. <laughs> like a used Honda yeah, Civic, yeah, yeah. too. 2007, yeah. 2008, <laughs> but it'd be well maintained. Absolutely. It's Middle yeah. East, so probably a Toyota truck. <laughs> you think so? You've got oh, yeah, he's a lumber. carpenter. Yeah, yeah. He's got a Tacoma. Stole You're right. Wood. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what would Jesus drive? WWJ. Yeah, that, that's Toyota the phrase Tacoma. that I want to make. <laughs> yeah. Ford. Okay, well, I'll just end on this last question for both of you. Um, What makes you happy and what do you love about it? What makes me happy? Um, Hanging out with my friends. Um, And that can can be manifested in a bunch of different ways. That's one of the reasons that I was interested in doing comedy Mm -hmm. um, is I just like to hang out with I just like being part of a community. I like going to open mics. I love open mics. I have friends at every bar I go to, and I like to tell jokes. I like doing something, like working at something that you can get better at, but you'll never master. Even the best stand-up is never the absolute master. He's always getting better. Always. And that's the same with like a painter 
or uh, someone who practices martial arts. You might be the best at karate, but then you can learn a different martial art, right? You might be the best at crowd work, but you can learn a different type of comedy. Mm -hmm. So the idea of joining a group of people that um, is interested in working at something, even knowing that you're going to die and it won't matter. Right. (laughs) But you're going to work at being the best at that during your short time on earth and also just being part of a community. So being part of a community is a short answer. Being with my friends. I like being with my friends. I mean, that's what church yeah. is, right? Like right. church is church is, like, church, yeah, is church is community. That's yeah. church. And working at bettering yourself. Absolutely. Right. So yes, that's it. you it do have it, spiritual practices. Maybe you just it's don't know it. For me. Right. Oh, yeah, Lord. absolutely. Get the fuck. Yeah. No, it's true. No, it's true. Let it go. I'm with you. I agree with you. Fucking Amanda. Absolutely. All right. What makes you happy, Jake? Oh God. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to, to say because like, a lot of things make me happy, but to different degrees. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my fiance, she makes me happy in a different way that playing guitar makes me happy, I guess. But like, God, I don't know how to answer that question. Like, <laughs> that, that, that's... What are things that make you happy? What like, thing, I mean, what like, pl- playing music makes me happier than probably anything in the world. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what, what it is that's so universal. About, hey, Jake's about... in a band. Did we mention that? Oh, yeah, we will. Um, <laughs> chemo for emo. Yeah, punk rock if you're into it. Um... <laughs> I don't know what it is that's so universal about music because like even, you know, I mean, of course, the, you know, the old saying goes that music soothes even the savage beast, right? And I, I don't know what it is about our physiolog- physiological beings as like mammals that, that just are just gravitated to it. It's like, that rhythm. I heard like, I had a music teacher um, who made us do like the beat of our heartbeat. And kind of like mm-hmm. tapped like music as like that essential, just like the rhythm of like the universe. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I, I wow. I, Literally every human has a rhythm inside of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there is like, like harmonics within like even like the smallest things that like you can record, you know? So, um, yeah, like just whenever there's something about playing music and that whenever I'm playing it well and like people are enjoying it, like it, it, it makes me higher than any drug or alcohol could possibly ever, ever do for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I, I don't know what it is specifically. Maybe it's just the way I'm wired or whether that's the universe itself. Like it brings a sense of peace and like joy and like, I, I, I get emotional about it. Cause like, cause it's, cause it, cause it, it's, I, I, I feel peace. I feel joy, but rarely like together, yeah. you know, like there's something very beautiful to that. And like, it brings within me just this like crazy, just like, it's energy and stillness like in one it's, it's i don't know how to explain it other than that you know and it's also something that you can share with people too. right so exactly it's like, yeah it's like right because i because I, I mean i i play on my own but like I, that, that doesn't make me happy in the way that playing in front of others makes absolutely me feel. Yeah. it's that like give and take it's right. similar to brad it's like that's church like that's right. like it's not feeling alone in the world it's feeling right. connected it's love it's positive definitely is a way to, like, to feel connected to people yeah right. like I making mean, people laugh makes you feel connected to people because everyone's like, going i've felt that before right. too or i get what you're talking about it's a it's an endorsement of what you're saying in a way right it's to like not feel alone in the world like, right because here we are we only know like this is an existential problem right is like we can only know what we know like we don't really know what other people are feeling or thinking and so we can oftentimes feel so alone in the world and to feel that connection with other people whether it's through comedy through Mm -hmm. music through art through through anything anything, like to like that is just like that's it like that's fucking it to me you know so is that your answer what's your answer soothsayer what makes me happy yeah what makes you happy making other people happy just yeah. like love like that's it like whatever right. form it comes through like just spreading positivity like that's right. it yeah well that's 
That's it, guys. Um, hey. This is beautiful. Give your uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that shit. Plug it, plug, plug, Oh, yeah. Plug. We're, we, um, I mean, I do stand-up comedy. Jake plays in a band, but, mm-hmm. but, but we also do a podcast together called The Regular Dude Report. Uh, we talk about news, so that's why it's the regular dude report. We're regular dudes talking about news. It's great. It's a great yeah. podcast. In- Love it. In- Instagram, Snapchat, uh, um, and Twitter are letter R, letter D, underscore report. Or um, regulardudereport.com. Regulardudereport.com. Uh, if, you, if you're listening to this, last week's episode, or I don't know when Amanda's going to put it out, but she was on our podcast a week ago. All right. So if you like, if you're listening to her podcast, you like her, go back, listen to the one with her. All right? right. Check us out. Regulardudereport.com. Uh, we do it every week. We showcase you some comics, and if, if sometimes uh, non comics as well. True, yeah. I mean, people that are friends with us. If you're coming through town and you're from like New York or for some, from somewhere else, know. hit us up and we'll have you on, man. And uh, uh, yeah, whatever. I'm, uh, and then your your Twitter is my Twitter is Brad S Gray. But if I'm tweeting, I'm tweeting on regular dude report. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I'm real bad about Twitter, so usually I don't get on it that often. But when I do, it's at real Jake Rawls, or on Instagram at just it's just Jake Rawls. Not the word just, but but, but my name. Jake Rawls. Yeah, at Jake Rawls. Since, yes. since we are going to put this out on our platform as well, we should say our dude line. If you want to call, oh, yeah. call in and in ask there. questions, talk about this episode, talk about previous episodes, it's 502-632-DUDE. That's 502-632-3833. Uh, yeah, call in. Um, oh, and, I'll plug mine since this please, is free also. Yeah, yeah, also. Well, yes. um, sure. yeah, so it's at the rapist jokes is my Twitter, Instagram. My website is therapistjokes.com. Got show dates on there. I just revamped it. Got show dates, got art for sale. Come check it out. You know, all that shit. So, well, yeah. thanks for having us on our, your, our, your, we're all one. Like, yeah. that's it. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye. Okay, y'all. That has been the podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Make sure you subscribe and rate me on iTunes. Share with your friends. Make sure you subscribe to the regular Dude Report, their podcast. Um, I'll be checking in with y'all in a couple of days, actually, from New Orleans, just giving some brief reflections of what the hell is going on here. Why am I here? (laughs) What has God shown to me? What mistakes am I making? Anyway, just um, listen in. But until then, I wish you love, courage, pussy, money, weed enlightenment namaste